All right. Hello and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports. Well, this is just a show in general. If you're listening on the podcast, this is the 162nd episode itself. If you're listening and or watching, this is the 52nd installment in the Seattle interview series. I'm joined today by Cole Lind. Cole, it's good to have you on here. Uh, just, you know, look at some notable things along the, your way here. WHL West second all-star team back in 2017. Uh, Seattle's pick from the Vancouver uh, Canucks in the expansion draft, obviously, most recently with the Kraken. Uh, how have you been? I know I uh, talked to you a little bit about golf uh, before we started here, but uh, what have you been up to since the uh, the regular season ended? Yeah, um, it's been awesome. Uh, right after the season, my girlfriend and I headed over to Hawaii for a little vacation out there, got some golf in, just got some relaxation in. Um, and now we're back home, just, uh, you know, been golfing, obviously, and uh, starting to train and stuff here now. So uh, getting amped up for, uh, you know, a good summer ahead and hopefully a good year ahead. And I do want to come back and talk about some of your, uh, some of the guys in Seattle and their golf games and how they stack up, but we'll, we'll leave that here for a bit. Um, so for the earlier years, uh, you know, this is kind of, I guess you could answer this either way. I, I feel like one of them, uh, works with the other, but, um, what was your beginning in the game of hockey and, or how much, influence was it that your family might have had on picking that sport up did they do those two kind of go hand in hand or is there a different story there I think so um when I first started skating I think I was two years old and obviously I didn't really know much back then so I didn't really have much of a choice and I think my parents kind of obviously threw me out there and you know I kind of learned the ropes through them um but uh being from a small town you play every sport there is basically um always played hockey growing up and obviously fell in love with the game at a, at a very young age. And, you know, I was, I was around the ranks at all times um, when I was younger, for sure. So, and then with that being said, this was something that threw me off. I had an interview a few weeks ago where someone I asked, I always ask, you know, obviously with that question about growing up in the sport, right. Who you might idolize in that sport. Cause obviously, I mean, every kid looks up to somebody, I think at some point. Right. And that person said, no, I didn't look up to nobody. Who in the game of hockey was that for you? Maybe was it a couple people? Yeah. um, You know what? I was a big Oilers fan growing up. So um, when they were really good, it was like Ryan Smith was probably a big one for me. Um, And then as I got a little bit older, um, I always, you know, followed around the WHL, uh, watching the Swift Current Broncos a lot. And, you know, obviously World Juniors and everything. Um, And I actually idolized uh Jordan Eberle a lot uh as a kid so it was pretty funny um I had a picture with him when I was younger uh that he signed for me and uh <laughs> I showed him this year when we were playing together so it was pretty funny but uh you know a really cool uh you know thing to say too so and then continuing on here as we get to sort of uh minors um Obviously, I guess in any sport, I mean, I, I'm a baseball guy. I grew up with baseball, right? So the minor leagues, I know, can be a slog for guys. Uh, what were some of the toughest things that you had to deal with in minor? Was it just kind of trying to work your way up? Was it, I know, not, I don't know if there's conditions. What was some of the, what were some of the challenges that you faced in minor ice hockey? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, just being from a, small town and everything it's a lot different um there's there's a there's a whole bunch of challenges uh for me especially when even when I got to rep hockey and stuff like that 
um, I'd, I'd have to drive an hour for practice every day. We'd have practice. And then on the weekends drive an hour. And then if we're on the road, it's a bus another three hours or whatever it is. So, um, that was always a tough thing for me. And especially with the Saskatchewan winters out here, um, you know, the roads are never perfect. So it, 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 it's always a challenge. Um, and my parents, you know, were unbelievable for that. They, they did whatever they could to, you know, make sure we're there for you know practice or whatever but also being home on Sunday night or Thursday night for school the next day which is something they always um, you know made sure we were we were back for and uh, they definitely kept me in line for sure so just want to skip over now to major junior and again I'm from Seattle, so if I'm saying it, it sounds a little bit different to me because I'm used to like minor leagues or, you know, I know college is a big step to pro sports here in uh, the States. So if, if I'm saying major junior wrong, please correct nope. me. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that sounds right. But, you know, <laughs> uh, so we get, I mean, hat tricks in their own right are always, I'm sure, really damn cool. How did, you know, you remember your first career WHL hat trick? what went into that night or was it just playing your game and you know things fell into place for that to happen yeah um I remember the day really well actually and um whenever I'm going through a tough stretch I kind of go back to that day um it just felt right throughout the whole day I was like super excited throughout the whole day and it was like in the back of my mind I was like I feel like I'm going to score a hat trick tonight. I don't know. There's certain nights where you just feel a different type of energy and it's really hard to, you know, bring that back unless, you know, you feel that energy again for, you know, a special, you know, overtime winner or something like that. You just, it's just a different feeling. I don't really know how to explain it, but throughout the whole day, I had that feeling. Um, And yeah, I remember I got on the ice, felt really good. Um, and I'm pretty sure my first shot of the game went in. So uh, right off the bat, I was, uh, you know, playing with that in the back of my mind. And then things just fell into place, like you said. A um, couple goals that were good timing, lucky. You know, there, I think one, my hat trick goal bounced off a defenseman or something like that. But, you know, you got to be lucky to be good. And uh, that night, I, I definitely had a little bit of each in me. So, and then, I mean, this, obviously, as someone that's not a player, you could be looking at this is, hey, this guy's just looking at stats, which technically I am. Um, so, in your rookie WHL season, uh, you had 41 points in 70 games, but the last 30 went goalless. Is that some of a string of bad luck? Is it just trying to maybe not work on scoring and maybe distributing the puck more? Or is it just really unfortunate that, that just played out that way? Uh, I think it was a mixture of a lot of things. I mean, no matter where you are, especially with how I started that season, I think I was almost a point a game up until Christmas and then, uh, you know, fell off. So, um, obviously there was some bad luck involved. Um, and you know, like just being like, sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time. And I just couldn't find my way to get that, you know, backdoor tap in or rebound the rate on my stick for an empty net it it was bad luck for sure but uh I think there's a lot of things that that go into that I think karma is a big thing so I I don't remember how hard I was working at the time you know in that stretch maybe I was taking it negatively I don't really remember too well um but I think there are definitely a lot of things involved when you go that long without scoring 
Yeah, no, and that's that's one of the things where again, as as you know, reporting a journalist, someone would be like, "Hey, so you didn't score in these games? What the hell is that about?" You know, that's not <laughs> the point of that. It's just like, hey, you know, maybe there was something else that was happening. Um, sure. So, and then with uh, your entry draft, I know you know for some people in in all of the major sports, the draft can be either really big moment or it can be a bad one because you maybe don't go where you want to, you know. Uh, what do you remember from your draft experience? I know that there was a pretty famous clip uh, where um, I think the, some of the Canucks front office people are mic'd up and they go, how come no one's taken Cole in? <laughs> uh, so what do you remember from your draft experience at least? Cause I know that's a really big day, obviously on both negative and a positive for some people. Yeah. Um, uh, being in Chicago, first of all, obviously a great place to have your draft. Um, had a really fun time out there. I remember I got to the first day kind of, you know, was on the borderline, either going to be a fir- late first rounder, hopefully early second rounder. Um, and obviously in the back of your mind, you grow up as a kid, you want to go in the first round of the NHL draft. I think that's what everyone wants to do. Um, and uh, I just remember going through the picks and I had a really bad feeling throughout the whole day um, and got through the whole first round, obviously didn't go, got back to the hotel was, pretty devastated I you know was pretty riled up through the whole night um didn't really sleep too much then I think I you know we had to be up early because I think the draft started at like eight or nine a.m I think or something like that so got up early and was some of the first people to the rink the next day um and the first pick went by and I was like all right well it's going a little quicker than last night I think it took like three hours to get to the first round and then they're just you know they're just kind of rallying them off right away yep. um and it's and basically i think colorado was the first pick in the second round and they were pretty prepared they announced their pick right away and then vancouver was right after them and uh we didn't really think i was going to go to vancouver i don't know what it was um you know they thought they might have went to a euro or something like that but uh obviously ended up taking me um and you know that was a dream come true for me just you know being drafted to the nhl um and uh yeah i mean it was a great day for me my family my grandparents were all there so it was a really cool experience for me um and yeah just something that you know you're going to grow up and tell your your kids and your grandkids one day and so you know with vancouver uh what do you take from that experience because obviously with with the draft uh, you were exposed and you ended up with Seattle, but, you know, I figure with, you know, being the team that drafted you, there might be some sentimentalism or just obviously good memories with certain people, teammates and all that kind of thing. What do you take from your time with the Canucks? For sure. Yeah. Uh, I went through a, a lot of, you know, ups and downs throughout with them. I think my first year pro, I struggled really hard um, and they stuck with me the whole way. Uh, and I knew I was going to have to work my butt off and I, and I did and, you know, kind of brought me back to where I wanted to be. Um, So, you know, after going through all that, you know, not being ready to play pro hockey and then finally, you know, working really hard to get back and, you know, finally playing the NHL last year. um, Yeah, it it sucked a little bit after, you know, being through all that with one organization, but, uh, you know, a new door opens and a new opportunity arises with Seattle and nothing to get but good things to say about the organization so far. They've been absolutely amazing to me. The fans have been unbelievable. So there's 
nothing to complain about now. So, I mean, that's a perfect segue to Seattle. Um, so I know with the expansion draft, it was a little bit interesting covering the thing because I think some of the picks had leaked online at like six in the morning and people were freaking out. I was just like, hey, we just have to watch the thing and see how it goes. Um, yeah. What do you remember from that? Because obviously, you know, being exposed, I mean, I'm sure you think about it a little bit. I don't know how other people might have taken it. Hey, you know, uh, they don't want me or whatever, you know, situational wise, however that goes. But also it's like, hey, I know for some guys, this is a new opportunity for me to go somewhere and be a part of something new. Um, what, was, what was that expansion draft experience like for you? Yeah, so I think up until like the day of the protected list had to be in Vancouver, it kind of said that they were going to protect me and then they made a trade and then, a, you know, a whole bunch of things happened. And then I'm getting a call, I think, 30 minutes before the protection list has to be in saying that I'm not going to be protected anymore. Um, and yeah, as, as soon as that happened, there's a whole bunch of different things going on. Um, from what I was told there, Vancouver was trying to make deals to get certain guys to go with me or, or with other guys, whatever it was. So obviously there's a lot that goes into, you know, such a different thing. And, and I think a lot of teams were a lot better prepared for, for it than with Vegas, um, so, you know, I, I just sat back and just, you know, enjoyed it all. Um, if I went, I went. Um, and I woke up uh, the morning of the draft and I think I had like eight missed calls on my phone and a couple of <laughs> text messages. And I, well, and you don't really expect that. You don't really think you're going to know that early, if not like the night before, maybe instead of like the morning of it, like seven in the morning. And yeah just I, I told I was going to be picked and you know obviously um really exciting day for me I was just really happy all around to to go to Seattle and like I said the organization's been unbelievable so far for me and so you know I want to touch on a couple things obviously with it being the inaugural season there's a ton that goes into that um but you know with the trade deadline I know that you know I guess um you know things didn't necessarily go the way that uh, I'm sure that people wanted them to go in, in a couple of regards. Uh, and then you see guys like obviously Gio goes to Toronto. I know he re-upped with them, I think, yesterday. Uh, same with Colin Blackwell, Marcus Johansson, Jeremy Lausanne. Uh, obviously, a ton of deals made at the deadline. So as a guy in that locker room uh, or even being in an organization, you know, they're spending time with Charlotte as well. Uh, are you like, hey, you know, what the hell is going on? Or is this is, hey, this is a new opportunity for me to kind of take some ice time from maybe some guys that were already taken up, uh, you know, more time for more ice time, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it's still a bit nerve wracking, I think, no matter what, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I, I was hoping they'd keep me and, you know, obviously give me a little opportunity. And uh, like, like you said, it's, it was a new opportunity for me getting to, you know, obviously have a lot more, chance to play with all those guys being out and being a regular in the lineup the last 20 games of the season or whatever it was so um it was really huge for me and you know a really exciting time for me to you know finally get a taste of what it's like to be a full-time NHLer um and hopefully we'll you know carry over to the next year um in that regard just you know having that mindset come in camp and so this one this one might be my favorite I know it was a, a fan favorite social media went crazy for it all the time 
where did the goalie kisses come into? How did that become a thing? You know, I know that after every game since it started, it was like, okay, someone has to record it. You know, where's the proof? Where's Cole? You know, uh, how, how does that come in? Is it something just, hey, I'm going to do it. And I did it at other levels. How did that come to? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it started when I was in junior with Kelowna. I don't remember exactly, but I had done it for a, quite a long time I I know I did it all through my pro career um everywhere I went so it kind of just you know followed me through the whole thing and you know maybe it's just like a little superstitious thing after we win to try keep it going or whatnot but um yeah it's just something I've always done and you know I wasn't going to stop there I guess yeah, no, I, I know every time after a game, it was like in the press box, it's like, okay, where are the goalie kisses at? You know, and even social media, they're like, did you get the video? And it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, so that that was fun to see. Yeah. Um, and so I know that you've talked about the opportunity that Seattle brought, but your team, you talk about Jordan Everly, obviously, I'm sure that was kind of a, a funny moment in a way with how you've had that interaction before. But what can you say about some of those guys? Because I know, you know, no, everybody had nothing but great things to say about Gio before he left. You know, Yanni Gord seems to be a guy that might wear the C next year. I might probably speculating, but seems like a decent candidate, right? But obviously yeah. there's a, a lot of talent in this locker room and, you know, it's it's the first year of an organization. So at least the way I look at it, it's not the end of the world that it didn't go the way it should. For sure. Uh, but what can you say just about the guys? It doesn't have to be the players that they are just, you know, as you're a guy that was yeah. in that locker room, how you interacted with them, you know, some just kind of. Yeah, the, the locker room was unbelievable, um, especially for a young guy. They were so accepting. Um, you know, they did such a good job, of you know, kind of welcoming me into the league. And any questions I had about anything, I could ask anyone and they'd know. Um, and they were totally accepting. Like, no one was like, oh, get out of here or whatever. Like everyone was was such good guys, and, and they did a really good job with all that. And uh, yeah, I got nothing good but good things to say about the team. Uh, they're unbelievable guys, and I think uh, with the bond they're gonna have, we're all gonna have hopefully in the next year. Um, it'll it'll create for a really good core there. And then this one's kind of lighthearted. I know we talked about it right in the beginning, but. Uh... With, with bias aside, and I'd have to say that you'd have to take your name out of the, the ring here. Who's the best golfer on the team? Oh, <laughs> that's tough. Uh, I think it's either probably Ebbs or Hayden Flurry. I know Hayden's really good. Um, haven't played with him myself, but uh, we've had, uh, you know, a couple interactions where we've been playing on the same day and stuff like that. And, you know, whatever else and and he's played really well every time i i've seen to go out and and play with him the same day so he'd be really good i know turbo's really good actually too um so probably one of those three if i if i was to say uh, and then i mean it's been talked about you touched on it as well uh when we started talking about the expansion draft as well as just leaving vancouver um but i know that a ton of guys in their exit interviews and obviously throughout the season talked about the fan base here you know as a guy who's been here his whole life uh, with with our Seahawks, our Mariners, our Sounders, our Storm, everybody, there's there's a pretty decent uh, fan base here in the city. So you know, seeing how well they accepted you guys just kind of made sense to me. But just hearing you know from Ebbs, uh, from Gruby, Driegs talked about it, Yanni talked about it, just the fan base here. I think someone asked uh, Philip, it's weird to call him that, um, 
about like a raccoon if someone he's talking to someone about coming here what is he going to talk about and he said the fans which is kind of wild to hear yeah uh, what do you take on stuff like that because obviously having a good uh home barn advantage is i'm sure a big thing right but i'm assuming you'd like to be received well by your home fans so absolutely yeah what, what do you know, um they were unbelievable all year and uh it, it, it wasn't just in the rink. It was, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, everything. They were so good with everything. They're always so positive. Um, you know, they always looked on the bright side, glass half full. Um, and, you know, there's nothing like being at home uh, and grabbing a big win. I remember a couple of big wins. We beat Edmonton one time when I was playing and we beat Colorado the one time when I was playing. Like those games are just absolutely electric when they come out and show up like that. Um, there's, there's nothing like it. And uh, I, I, knew a little bit what to expect coming into it just from playing in the whl playing against seattle they had unbelievable fans every single time we'd go there even so uh you know that was just a little taste of what it's like to you know play for the crack and now and and the fan base they have it's it's unbelievable yeah no it's you know obviously good to hear that but i mean you're you're right i think that game that edmund can game was out of that four to three win uh, and a streak of good wins that the, the team had. And then you talk about Colorado. I mean, to me personally, and big reason why I do all this is because, you know, you hear how loud that crowd can get sometimes. There's yeah. there's nothing like it. I mean, there really isn't anything like it to me. So um, with that being said, trying to get you out of here, uh, do you have a pick to win it all this year? Do you have, did you make a bracket or is it just kind of, you don't worry about it? Um, <laughs> no, I, I enjoy watching for sure. Um I think this Colorado St. Louis series is a, you know, a big one. And now that Colorado's got a three, one lead, I think they're probably, well, I think everyone thinks they're the favorite, but just the way they play in the playoffs, I, I, I think it's going to be hard to see anyone touch them. Me, myself, I've always, I was a Edmonton fan growing up, like I said, so I like to see them thrive a little bit. Um, but obviously seeing the battle of Alberta is really cool to watch right now for sure. Um, uh, but I mean, if I was to pick, it's either going to be Colorado or Tampa. I mean, it's, you know, Tampa just knows how to win. They've, they've done all the right things every single year. It seems like, so one of those two teams I can, I can see winning for sure. And, you know, it's going to be tough to beat those two. Well, Cole, I appreciate your time again. Uh, happy to get this set up and speak with you and uh, I hope for many great days on the course uh, for the off season and great to see you on the ice next year. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.